Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. The man I have as a guest on the show today needs no formal introduction. My husband, man of my dreams, best friend, and quarantine partner in no crime whatsoever. Dennis Schoneveld. Hey ho. Hey. <laughs> Were you just calling me a ho? No, no. Hey ho. <laughs> That's no way to start off a podcast it's, episode. I'm not calling you a ho. It's just a saying. <laughs> or hey yo. I don't know what the young people are saying these days <laughs> i don't think they're saying hey oh <laughs> but before before we get too deep into this when you say i'm the man of your dreams did you have a nightmare or was it more of a, a positive thing i had a weird dream again i've been having a lot of pregnancy dreams lately a lot of them involving olivia am i included in these dreams yeah it's like i had <laughs> i had two dreams that i was pregnant but you were, you were kind of in the periphery it was more about olivia being at the center of everything so i think it's i'm dreaming about olivia's pregnancy oh not your pregnancy no i mean i'm dreaming about mine but i think it means olivia's pregnancy so you're pregnant in, in olivia's dream. body i'm pregnant in the dream but it's mostly to tell olivia things about birth it's oh. weird yeah so you want to control her pregnancy yeah i don't know what's going on <laughs> i really don't know what's going on she's super pregnant though so i'm thinking about her a lot we are not super pregnant we are not how do you feel about that i don't know Mixed feelings. Hmm? I'm very happy at the stage of life we are now with a, a three-year-old. She can communicate very well. She's easier going. We can leave her with people. <laughs> <laughs> we can also leave her alone. I feel like we do that all the time. Well, alone home at home with us, but yeah. But at the same time, I, uh, I would love to have a little boy to do sports with. You I, choose I, the podcast to have this conversation with me? What? I, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a dream? Is this it? No, I dreamt about Corona, actually. Really? We, because of the whole... For people that doesn't know out there, shit hit the fan in Aruba for the last two days. But we can get into that later in the in the talk, I guess. And your dream was about Corona, but not relating to having a little boy to teach sports. First no, of all, you... can, we, can we back up a little bit? Yeah. Wanting to have a boy so you can teach him sports. That sounds very, very sexist. It is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. but Why wouldn't you be able to teach Leia Luna sports? I tried, man. I'm giving up on her. You can't give up on her. She's three years old. What's the return people policy be... on her? <laughs> There's no return policy on her. Oh my god, someone sent me via Instagram yesterday like a like a, a screenshot from a from an archived old story of mine saying this was the funniest thing I saw all of last year and I was like and I opened it and it's a, it's a photo of us traveling somewhere. She's sitting in the window seat and you're in the middle. And then I, the caption that I put in the story was, this is the moment the stewardess came to tell everyone to put their seatbelts on. And then it said, hey, yeah, 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 I know she has to go under the seat and proceeded to try to put her under the 
because that's the kind of dad you are. And it's really <laughs> funny, but I don't think this conversation about sports and girls is, is funny. Uh, I agree. It's just about the personality. And right now, Leah doesn't want to learn how to bike. She's a little afraid of waves. She's also three years old. She's so, also uh, three years old. I have to wait a little longer, I guess. <laughs> but she's I don't not, know. She doesn't have a water. I mean, dude, she's like super athletic in terms of water. Yeah, but she's afraid of waves. I think she inherited that of you. I think you haven't spent enough time in the ocean surfing with her. Maybe. It could be something about when she was like a year and a half and you pushed her into a long, long wave and let her go. Do you remember But that? she stood up. Yeah, but do you remember <laughs> that? Yeah. You know, like traumatized her on the surfboard. But going back on the gender specific thing, I always wanted a boy and a girl, if you want to go back into that. Yeah, because people ask, it's the number one question we get for anything. So we had some big news this week. Or was it this week? Last week? We released our new food company. We, we announced. Announced. We have a new food brand that is called Family Foods. Family with a Swedish ah, which makes me really happy. And if you look at the, at the logo of Family Foods, there's a little moon hiding in the D, which I love. And we're going to be producing some really freaking amazing plant-based, gluten-free, super healthy no additives, no fillers, no coloring, which is really hard to find. Easy to make food. Good in protein. And high in protein. We're very, very excited about that. But when I shared for the announcement of the, of the brand, like the brand name, we have some big news coming at noon, you know, stay tuned. A hundred, I mean, so many people wrote like, oh my God, it's baby number two. It's baby number two. Including my mom. Inc yeah, including your just because the day before or something, I had said, hey, when is Oma coming over to, to play? Like, we haven't seen her in a while. And then I announced that we have some news. And then Dennis's mom called Dennis, panicking that we were pregnant and she was going to find out via social media. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had to kind of do the disclaimer, like, not, not pregnant. I don't know how I... Like how I feel about it now, because I, I felt like there was so much pressure that if you want to have a second kid, you have to do it immediately. And for us, that just wasn't a possibility. I think if we would have had another kid, we would be like getting divorced or something. Like we were just not in a good it would place. Be very hard. I was in a bad place personally. I mean, it, it, it wasn't meant to be time-wise, I think. I guess not. No. And then, you know, we have friends who have like five, six-year-olds who are considering having babies now. But I feel like in society, the general consensus is you have to have them like close together or no go. But that's not the case doesn't have to be no go it can be uh some go i just don't want to a wait a little baby i don't want to wait 18 19 years again like i want to have For like freedom. A, <laughs> i need to have my freedom <laughs> i need them to get out of the house and i need to put on my backpack and go hike on kilimanjaro or something i don't know okay wait there's a lot of stuff in there i feel like i have to dissect <laughs> you want to go backpack kilimanjaro what I don't. I want to have that option too. You want to have the option to. You, you have the option to do it right now. We're not coming with you, but you can, you can go anytime. Oh, hell no. You don't want to. You couldn't. You cannot climb a mountain. Come anyway, on. I <laughs> guess my fear is I have a younger, my closest sibling to me in age is nine years or 10 years younger than me, nine and a half. And then the closest sibling after that is another 10 years. So I really don't want to, my mom... My mom is, she's a young grandma, but she also has a 13-year-old, so she doesn't have the opportunity to be the grandma that she would have been if she had older kids. He's 14, by the way. Your just, brother. Or 14? Mm -hmm. Okay, he's 14. <laughs> but anyway, just like your dad, you want your dad to be a granddad so bad, but he, uh, he has three kids of his own and two of them, the one is younger. The has seven children and one is like 10 Yeah, but old. I mean three, <laughs> three toddlers now. Yeah, or babies, yeah. So you you don't have the that granddad. Yeah, but that doesn't really that doesn't really ha impact our us having a second. That's not really related to us having a second kid or not. I don't what what, what I was getting to. I don't want the age difference to be that big. Yeah, but I think it depends on how you live. Like I have nine years between me and Katja, ten years between me and Hedda, twelve years between me and Maya, and me and Emily, and we were super close because we grew up together in the same house under the same roof. I think for you, you're not as close with your siblings because some of them live in Holland. And then you basically moved out of your house when you were like nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. So that's probably why. I mean, and if we would have, say we would get pregnant when she's like four. So that's in a year. And then she would be five. Oh, and she would be man. almost five, no, which man. means like she wakes up, she makes all of her own breakfast. 
she does her own taxes. She's like, she's like a self-cleaning oven by then. She's just like... <laughs> That's what you're hoping. <laughs> but I think that probably having space between kids, like there's some relief in that, you know? Yeah. And in the beginning too, I... Like, I feel like now we work a lot more together, like, mm -hmm. especially with filming and we always work together. But now there's like times that we both need to be like all hands on deck, especially in difficult times when we don't have these employees anymore. Mm -hmm. And I can't see us without like full on help. I can't see us like living how we're living right now or like working like we're working right now with another baby. No, but I think the difference is now is that one, we're not doing all these programs and retreats and trainings, which was crazy. I would never do first year with a newborn like that ever again. So, I mean, if I would get, were to get pregnant or when, if that happens, that I would take the entire first year completely off. Like I need to know that I am not, you know, so you, you'll have to be the breadwinner and, and keep the ship kind of floating. I'll get, I can buy bread. You can buy bread. You can win the bread. I can, Where does uh, that term come from? It's a weird one. Sounds like LA, California. <laughs> no, it's like an old... <laughs> they don't eat bread in California. They don't, they're all fucking like... What's the word? Keto? What, who is it that doesn't eat bread? Gluten-free people? <laughs> Man, okay. But yeah, so let's, let's see about that. I think doing it this time around, just in terms of the pace of our lives, the terms of... Like our lives are totally different. I think I would have a calmer pregnancy. I think I would be able to be more excited and grounded and chill about being just a stay-at-home, just a stay-at-home mom. That's like the goal that I would have loved to have done with Loonies. I would love to see that. I, I, I can bet a lot of money that you, it's going to be very hard for you. Look, you, someone asked a question for like questions for this podcast. You can't sit, you can't sit still. I'm sitting still right now. <laughs> You're working. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> this is me sitting still <laughs> drinking coffee what do you mean no someone asked like uh, a question for you like have you seen changes in rachel in the past year or like throughout this year you are definitely more calm you are definitely easier going less maintenance <laughs> you're very high maintenance <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm not now i'm what medium maintenance you're now you're like medium high mm, medium high okay <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's you're definitely uh, you. It feels you, it feels like you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> it feels, I do feel better. I do feel better. I feel like everything is. I feel like a different person. I feel like our, we have different lives. I mean, obviously, everyone has different lives at the end of coronavirus. But I don't know. I think, I think a lot of things have changed for the good. And the th the thought of having another kid right now would I think not be so terrible and daunting but then I think about you know like going back to not sleeping uh, going back to having to push a 10 pound child out of my vagina that was not so much I mean it was okay it just wasn't so much fun the first time around but the second time around is easier right I don't know that it's like they say sometimes it, it, it is, blips. but I, it just boop, just shoots out of there. Okay, let's see, let's see. Just for everyone, if or when we decide to get pregnant, like everyone can trust that when or if I would reach like a 13, 14 week mark, or maybe right away if we feel that like that, that or we would months. share it with the world. Right. So everyone can stop asking. <laughs> okay, everyone can stop asking. And there is something important to that conversation too as well, I think. Being in this age and everybody asking you constantly when you're pregnant, if you're pregnant, are you going to have another baby? Not everybody can have another baby. Not everybody can have a baby in the first place. Not everybody wants a baby. And what if you and I were trying for the past like two years, like incessantly to get pregnant, but couldn't, maybe we were doing IVF or like struggling with fertility, then it would be super triggering to have to I read. feel you would have told people. Yeah, I would have because I'm that if, kind of person. Yeah. But a lot of people, I think, who struggle in that sense don't tell the world. And I think hearing that question all the time can be super triggering. So stop asking questions about people's bodies, I think, overall. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where Ritual comes in. 
They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. I Check. haven't get, I didn't get any questions, but okay. You don't get any questions about your body. Well, yeah, but not about pregnancy. <laughs> Let's talk about your big controversial Instagram post from the other day. You had your biggest Instagram drama of your life, which I thought was... I didn't even <laughs> care about it. I, you were more <laughs> in it than I was. You didn't even know. I didn't even he read the from, comments. He went from like, <laughs> oh, there's like 15 comments on this post that he did. And then the next morning I check, I'm like, dude, you have 700 comments on here. You have to go and like look at what people are writing. So t- tell, us, tell us what happened. I went to pick up a package at FedEx. And to get into the FedEx, I need to uh, wear a mask or people to get in. I thought you were at Bula. No, we like I went to Bula afterwards, but that picture was t- taken in FedEx. So, yeah, we went in. We needed a mask to get in. We had masks. Like our friend, uh, our friends from Tangerine gave us like mask. Leia's for... godfather who makes. Uh... Wait, Han- what's his word? What he... is... <laughs> sewer. Sewer. He works he in the sewage. <laughs> He sews bag. <laughs> he I mean, makes bags. you would say like a seamstress, but that seems again like a sexist, like kind of, or like a gender-based word. Would you? What? What's the word for someone who sews? Like a man who seamster. He works. He's a sewer. He works in sewage. Okay. Anyway, moving on. He makes masks and, and he makes bags, and he started to make masks because of Corona, and then he gave us three when uh, Leo for Leo's birthday because they were high in demand and we're like okay we didn't think much of it we've never wore a mask before that that, before this no but then uh, we needed to uh, we needed to get in and I happened to have him in my car and uh, yeah we put it on she put it on she was stoked she was super happy and she was like look at me look at me so I took a picture of her and that was it (laughs) she kept saying she was a doctor yeah (laughs) not a doctor (laughs) <laughs> and that was it like i didn't think much of it and then uh, shit i guess i used the world new, you, new it was your caption i think triggering. new normal yeah yeah so the thing is he put, posted a picture of her looking up at the camera like smiling beneath her mask there's no mandate from well everything changed yesterday so prior to that in aruba there's been no even talk about masks we don't see any locals wearing masks no mandate no conversations about it at all I feel like in the States, the mask conversation is so unbelievably huge, but the rest yeah. of the world, everyone is a little calmer about it. And Aruba hasn't had any cases. We've been like a safe haven. Everything, we've had zero cases for like two months, and then they opened the borders, and then we started having some tourists that came in with cases, but they kept saying that they're tested upon entry, and that if anyone has it, they are pulled straight into quarantine, so that, to not worry. We can get to that in a little bit. Yeah. But then you posted that photo. I posted it, because... With a caption. The new normal. Because yeah. that's the word that I keep hearing everywhere. You the keep, new- yeah, you keep hearing the new normal. Like you're on the radio, the new normal, you're there, the new normal. That's what I but guess. But it wasn't like you think that this is the new normal. Like she's going to have to wear a mask everywhere she goes for the rest for of me, her life. The, no, but for me, the new normal means the unknown. We don't know what's what the fuck is happening. And, and then at that time, we had zero cases. Like there was anything. We just needed to get in to get my package from FedEx. <laughs> from and you were that like, was it. this is a cute little post for me to and share. And it, it was a literal, like a 30 second post. Took the picture fast, like the new normal in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And then we went And then on. you didn't look at it again because no. you're not that yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. I, yeah. So <laughs> I guess people didn't like it. People got really upset because, well, obviously the mass controversy. I feel like there's two types of people right now. There's people who, there's people who, who only talk about 5G, flat Earth, 
pedophilia, sex trafficking, like that's like a group of people. Vaccinations. There are separate groups of people, I would yeah. say. But then there is the, uh, you know, and they're, they're kind of the anti-maskers, like don't make me do things with my body that I don't want to do. Actually, I don't know. There's like anti-maskers on all sides. There's a lot of pro-Trump, the, yeah. non-conspiracy people who just don't, yeah. Let's not get into the labels of things, yeah. but... Well, I would say a lot of people would have their um, points and they're like legitimate points, except for the flat earthers. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> did you read that meme? <laughs> Someone like posted in the flat earth Facebook group. Has anyone fallen off the edge yet? <laughs> or something like that, because everyone is so on edge. <laughs> but anyway, it's... Uh, I have not even looked into the, the flat earth thing. I have not watched... I, I, like it's a real thing that people... Like it's a real thing that people believe the earth is flat. I have not, uh, I, I don't know why. We don't have to get into this. Like if, I'm, I'm if, interested if only in we this. had people in space taking picture of the, you know, of Earth to show yeah, that it's I'm round. Also, I'm also really <laughs> open to the idea that like, I don't trust the government, like a hundred percent. Like I don't trust, I don't trust government as a, as a construct. I don't think that, you know, we can trust in all the politicians and in everything that they tell us. Absolutely not. Especially in terms of like when it comes to health and when it comes to all the shit they put in our food, when it comes to animal agriculture and, and factory farming and all this shit, we know how much corruption is involved in terms of money and big pharma and all this stuff. Like I don't trust everything the government tells me. And I think it's healthy to have like, you know, some sort of discernment for yourself, right? Does this, like we can choose like, hey, do we want to feed our kids animal products? Do we want to like, does it feel good that our water is filled with all of these sorts of chemicals? Like, should we, you know, I, I even though everyone tells us it's fine, it's fine, it's healthy, drink your milk, it's full of calcium. And then we all know that like cow's milk is shit, right? So there's one point to that, I think, where it's okay. We that's shouldn't all be sheep. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. That's a lot of categories into one statement. But yeah, I in certain ways I don't trust the government either. In certain ways, I really trust the government as well. Yeah, you can you can be yeah. both. But I think practicing some sort of discernment for yourself is important. But then there are things like, and I really do agree that you know people say that it hasn't been proven that the masks work. But okay, if there is a risk, like the slightest risk that putting on a damn mask when you go to the grocery store actually can end this pandemic sooner than put on a fucking mask. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. We don't have to act like this is like the worst thing ever. But then at the same time, like yesterday, we got a we got a, an email from Leia's new school. She's starting a Montessori school on Monday. We've been excited we about, we hope, we've been excited about this for months. I mean, literally, she's freaking out with excitement to go to Montessori. Her teacher has like sent her a handwritten letter through the post office like a through Ruben, the mail sort service in aruba office. which like doesn't work at all that she's so excited to see her we've done visits to the school she's like you know asking us to make vegan variations of their baking because they bake and cook every day in school she made a home visit like it's so wonderful and so amazing and super organic and they're in the outside and planting trees and it's like so amazing and then now we got an email yesterday saying that that the, the teachers all have to wear masks now most likely, and that we should start getting the kids used to wearing masks because there might be a scenario later in the year where the kids have to wear masks at school. And immediately my gut reaction is, oh, she's not going to school then. Like the thought for me to, for her to have to breathe into a mask all day, all day, and she's three years old. She doesn't have to go to school right now. We have that luxury to choose. I guess if she was 12, it would be a different thing. That gut reaction, no, 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 that's not okay with me at all. And then I had to sit with that, like, hey, but I'm like a pro mask. Everyone should be responsible, but I also don't feel good sending my three-year-old with a mask to school for hours on end, five days a week. And this is where I go with the new normal being the unknown. Being like the unknown, yeah. yeah. And everything is such a controversy. I mean, everything is a controversy because everyone is on edge, not just flat earthers, <laughs> like <laughs> everybody. So on that post, you know, you had like 700 really angry. Someone wrote like, I cannot believe you're abusing your child in this way. This is child abuse. And then, of course, the comment section went straight to hell from there. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of understand how like we were also in this privileged place of like in Aruba, this is not a big deal. And then everyone, it's like if we had to really sit with the fact that, hey, maybe for our kid to return to school, they're going to have to sit in a freaking plastic box, you know, for a year. Like yeah. that's, I, I get that that's painful to think about and a huge controversy and, you know, so. Or they have to be schooled through a, like a Zoom conference and thing and then yeah, no I mean, one can go to work. homeschool your then... kids. Like, like I, I, don't, I don't know where this is going to go. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. 
Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Let's talk a little bit about like what the situation here now, because things are not good anymore. So yeah, things are bad. Aruba had or to come to Aruba. The borders has been open for two or three weeks now. Two um, weeks. So to come to Aruba, you need a negative test to show that when you come upon arrival to let the seventy-two to, hours no, minimum come, prior. Yeah. Yeah. That you make your test at home. Or they do it at the airport for you, and then you get the same night you get the results back. But I think at the airport they only do it if you have symptoms or if you ask. Like you, you feel you, like you are you, not. You pay for it. You ask yeah, for it. Yeah. yeah. And so unless... it's not everyone. People can just. No, but if you don't have a negative test uh, result, like if you don't have yeah. the test result, you can get in. But they can take the test three days before and then hang out with a bunch of people, go and to a party, yeah. and then maybe get it at the airport, maybe get it on the plane, and then. So yeah, we had like nine cases of tourists, and then I guess they went back. Two pilots, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then it was four for the longest time. I guess they're in self isolation here in some Airbnb, but uh, and then all of a sudden, like I don't know if we had a false negative or one of them leaked or someone came from abroad, but a local at a nightclub had it. And uh, they're calling him the patient zero. That's We're not- so messed up. There's no local that's patient zero because Aruba was had no cases. Yeah, but we anyway, know it's a fucking tourist. So the the story is that there's two it, people. It could be it could be a local from abroad that got it from abroad and brought it back as well. We don't I have don't to think like. So we know we any- know. I mean, we know it's not a local. Like this is the thing. This is why this is such a big conversation now because they shouldn't have opened the borders to the U.S. If they hadn't done that, we wouldn't be here now. That's where I highly disagree. Oh my god. Well, I and I, I get that that had to happen and whatnot. But the story is that there was two tourists who took a test at the airport. And that they were told you have to wait 24 hours, self-isolate until you get the results. And they didn't. And instead they went straight into the center of the nightlife in Aruba, which is, you know, we haven't had any cases for two months. So we, the nightclubs are open, bars are open. There's social distancing-ish rules, but not in, you know, not in, not, the, not, bars. Not in the bars and stuff like that. People have been all, there yeah, dancing, all partying. Other, yeah. If you're sitting down at a restaurant, they have more space between tables. And I think staff has to like, you know, there's no mask mandate. They have, they have to use hand sanitizer. It's like not even a lot. And they didn't do the self-isolation, went partying and infected one person who is a local at the nightclub or more. Like it's impossible to say. And then it just went all over. Obviously, because it was a nightclub worker, like a bartender where everyone has been congregating and partying. And, and you don't get central. the symptoms. You don't know. So you're just going about your day as normal. And then and we have now a few friends who have it or people, a lot of people we know who have it. A lot of people that did the test, didn't get the results yet. Yeah. So it just went from like no cases to no cases to 100 in a day yeah <laughs> it went to like five and then it went to 50 yesterday and i think today we're gonna end up like at 100 or 150 because all the results like they're doing like a a wide testing now for that hot spot in the tourist center so that's like where and they said anyone who was in palm beach area of aruba which is our center for entertainment for restaurants for everything between july 28th and august 3rd go get july tested. 17th 17th fuck you no that's thousands of people. What do you yeah. mean? It's, it's That's why no one can get tested now. They're only <laughs> testing the workers. Like all, everyone is completely busy. Anyway, going back to where I disagree with you about not the opening the borders. Like ninety percent of Aruba G, um, GDP is the, upon tourism. That means that if the borders are not open, there is no way of us making money, and that will come into like a, a massive catastrophic. Like people will start stealing and stuff right now there has not been any uh, issues is because we've been getting money from the netherlands for everyone to get their salary paid through the government part of their salary like 60 percent of their salary not everybody like you have to apply my, go through a rigorous process we have a lot of friends who didn't get any support majority of the people who had a job a normal job would get this we don't get the support because we're business owners we don't need the support support either right now but it's it's like majority of people and this is why there is no issues literally on the island even though there's tension 
But as soon as like we, we might, haven't had any like looting or no, rising I, crime, everything's we, been calm. Yeah, yeah, we might have two more months of this support. And after this two months, these two months, then, you know, then I will get really scared. But I don't understand why. Like we have tourists coming from a lot of other places. Why? Because the U.S. was getting if they, they could have kept the borders open March, April, May. The U.S. wasn't so bad then. And now it's like worse, 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 worse. The worst time to open open to the U.S. They have like 10,000 new cases a day in Florida. And we are like two hours from Florida, from New York, from the East Coast. Everyone is coming here now. And it's like Aruba is the easiest choice. Like, oh, finally, I can travel a little bit. And then, you know, of course, it, people are In sick. March, no one knew what was happening. No, it was know, just doomsday. but it felt like a bad, bad time. Yeah. To like, now, they could have focused on... Canada, focus on South America, focus on it's Europe. Easier said than done, Nishi. Yeah, it's, I know, but I still think said. that I still think it's that a, this is. Uh, it's. I think this is what the whole world is struggling of with. Of course, yeah. And this is why there's a lot of places open because they know they can't. The government can't afford to pay these people. Yeah, but and, it's also like show, and, and it's kind of like the theme for the whole year is that all the problems and issues and wounds and you know bad things that have been festering under the surface, everything is coming up. Like all the things that haven't been working, it's everything surfacing and falling apart in front of our eyes. And I think the whole system of Aruba, the fact that Aruba isn't a self-sustaining island, that Aruba caters majority to people who come here visiting temporarily and then some sort of exploits the island and then leaves, Aruba could have a totally different economy that focuses more on the local community, right? Where it's like lifting the locals up and having an economy that thrives around the local population. And now it's just evident that that's not that's not the case. We're such a small community. Yeah, it's, it would be very, so easy to change. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because it's so small, I think it would be so easy. We already saw so much change over these past couple of months in terms of how locals are spending their money, how they're interacting. Like at the studio, we have never in our lives been so busy with locals. All yeah. of a sudden, we have this like huge like beautiful when we were able to open the doors again community of dedicated locals who are there every day who are making friends who never knew each other before who show up for every class like die hard people and that wasn't the case when we were full of tourists because no, people no, felt no. like they didn't belong the same way it's that's i agree with you that completely it's beautiful and that's everywhere it's everywhere but this also has to do that these are all money being spent that is being loaned from the netherlands yeah, no, that's fucked up. if you don't have the money to put into the economy we won't have those locals coming in and spending their money so this it's like a it's, it's a like vicious a cycle yeah. yeah but anyway we don't have to go into that discussion because everyone that's no, we like are where into, we are we can't yeah. change it but so now the thing that happened was that we for me personally i felt safe and i was trying to kind of dissect all my fears like what is it that i'm actually am i scared that we're gonna get corona and die like no that's not that's not it's, it's just this feeling of things were getting Every day a little more normal or feeling more stable. Studios doing better. The thought of like maybe our, like we have two employees left in Aruba. We've lost everybody. <laughs> maybe, what do you mean three? Oh, three. Okay, with the cafe. But now we had to close the cafe again. And then, you know, we have our employees on part, like a lower salary. Maybe we can bring their salary back up to normal. Like we had that conversation two days ago. How can we get their salary back to 100%? Like let's fight to make this happen. And then now it looks Shit. like we're going to have to close the studio and we don't know if anyone's going to be able to keep their jobs. Like what the fuck? So that feeling is like that fear of like we're starting this whole thing over again. And then, of course, knowing that, you know, we have friends now who tested positive and like a really close friend of ours tested positive Don't and we're even like have any symptoms. no symptoms we saw him we had to like go back yesterday like wait did we see him in the past two weeks when was that and no it was like a month ago we saw him so that we haven't seen anyone that we know has corona but then we're one degree of separation away from everybody so now we find out that someone who tested positive has been spending everyday time with someone who's a parent of the kids that goes to school with Leia. it's like wherever we look there's someone who we don't know that no but wherever we look there's a potential of yeah the island is very small and everybody knows each other sure. everybody is cousins with each other right. everybody is like but so in a way it's like if if all of these people and everyone we've spoken to so far has have been has been completely asymptomatic everyone i not i don't know anyone who's been sick who's even had like fluish symptoms so one of them had like a little sniffles like a little bit of a runny nose which i have all the time like allergies and stuff and two of them had a complete loss of taste and smell which to me sounds like okay well we can deal with that so in one way it's like okay if, if a lot of us get it let's let herd immunity do its thing and eventually we can get back to some sort of normal but it's also really scary because if you're asymptomatic and you're spending time with immunocompromised people or people that's who have older parents is. and yeah that's really that's what the issue is it's that's like, what the issue uh, is yeah 
it's like even though the percentage is maybe 99 point something percent of people because a lot of people that got it didn't even get tested they got right. it and they don't even know know they had it and uh, and it's okay but then you have like the people that are compromised and it's what their lives don't matter is like their lives is like uh, we'll just sacrifice them that's also not fair you know no. and that's what that's what the issue is that's why it's so hard that's why it's like a big part of me thinks it's like oh it's like chicken pox when we were little all of us got chicken right. pox and we, we have dealt chicken with pox it. party yeah and like oh someone has it let's all get together sit in the bathtub get it, together get it over with it yeah and now everyone's like chicken pox is gonna kill you make sure you get the make sure you get the, the but vaccine. no yeah that's the thing no 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 one else i don't see kids getting chicken pox anymore it's not like a thing like when we were little so i don't know if it's like the vaccine or if it's like it got well, the chicken box conversation is a whole conversation. We like don't when have the to go into it. the vaccine was introduced, yeah. <laughs> it was already... But anyway, do we have a lot of questions or no. are we still on Corona? <laughs> but so what do you think is going to... Like, where are we going? Like your mom, you spoke to your mom yesterday. Your mom works at the hospital. Now there's like a panic at the hospital. There's like a frontline feeling, which we never had even. Yeah. And what, what I want to share for people to understand, because if you're in the States or you're somewhere where it's bad having a hundred cases in a day probably sounds like a great thing, like low, like nothing for us in the peak of pandemic time. We never crossed a hundred people mark. We were like at a hundred. We like, were like at 99, 98, something like that. And that was peak of panic. So for us now to go from no cases and then in a day we have a hundred, it's like panic on this Island. Like we only have, you know, it's a very, very small community and everyone is, is sort of struggling already. But so what do you think is going to like, do you have a, yeah, do you ha do you have a take on this? It's yeah. I one day I go like let's herd immunity, let's just get the shit over with. Let's hope that it's a thing that you can get once and you don't get it again. You get you create the antibodies for it. And then at the other other time I'm like, you know, fuck. Um let's try to protect the like the the public as much as possible. But then it comes like my mind spins out of control. Like, okay, if we create, if we defend everyone and we flat the, we flat the, flatten the curve, flatten the curve, and then we have to go, we have to go through this for a couple of years. Right? Is it going to be forever? That's also the thing. Like, but then I worry about the economy really bad. Yeah, because really, really bad. People are gonna suffer. People are gonna like mental depression people are gonna like no there was yeah. a study released yesterday that i can't remember from what hospital that said that the the mental health issues especially in women uh, are expected to last for five to ten years after the pandemic has actually ended because there's so much fear so much panic so much insecurity and and, and you know and it's kind of like it's a it's just a fact you can't heal from a trauma when the trauma is ongoing and right this is something that it's like it doesn't feel like a trauma anymore because everyone is experiencing it all the time but it is. But I mean, if the world is closed or if like if you don't have the same outlets, if you don't have the same services as normal, right. that means that people with mental health issues are not going to have the, the, the options to 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 go through it like they had prior to pandemic. Because yeah, but a lot of people didn't even have it prior to the pandemic because it's, you know, it gets worse. It's. Uh, and then with child abuse as well, like if everything is closed and now everyone is home, like the parents are home and the abuse is more prominent. Yeah, everything it's is worse. Alcoholism like, is worse. Like all the things that people were struggling be with before. And then you want to yeah. put it into balance to see right. what is worse. Like In terms of that, I mean, we got a lot of questions about that in terms of like our relationship and dealing with quarantine. Like we spend so much time together as is. We had a great time. <laughs> We did have a great time. Yeah, we built a garden. I built a couple of fences. Um, I have a wood shop now. You have a wood shop now. Like there's a lot of, and I was making, it was like a joke, not a yeah joke. I was like, hey, take me back to, I had a day, moment yesterday. I was teaching yoga in the morning. Normally we have 52 people in class. So norm, I'm used, and I, I know I'm super blessed and privileged in this area, but I, I when you've only been teaching full classes for, for a decade, going down to teaching a handful of people feels like failure or it feels like man. And also knowing the looking of like what the studio needs every day to even break even to get out of this hole. And uh, now we, we used to have 18 people was like the new standards in the class to have more space. And then they went to 15 and now we can have like 11. And I walk in and there, it's so empty, the shala, and it smells like Clorox and Lysol. We used to have this natural, you know, vinegar and essential oil kind of like lavender cleaner for and the mask. Palo Santo. Palo Santo and, you know, incense in there. And now you walk in and it smells like fucking Lysol. 
And I had this moment of like, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want this reality. I'm, you know, grateful that these 11 people are here. And, you know, I know I have a, a role to play in helping them through their day. And it's like a big, big, big thing that we can even have the studio open. So I'm anchored in that gratitude. But at the same time, like permission to complain, like permission to to not just be grateful for the things that are good, but to also fucking lose it at times because it sucks And I think we can't just walk around with all the blessings and all the gratitude. And yes, you know, at least we still have a studio. Like a lot of people lost everything. Permission to complain. It's like we have to be able to vent about the shit that is bad and hard. And yesterday I had that day of like, man, like I don't even want to, oh, like I, it's, 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 no, I can't, I can't, I can't even, can't even deal. And I don't think, I, I think the, the, the panic is, or the fear, the biggest fear for me is that it's not going to be over by this year like I kind of thought end of the year things are going to look up and then you know maybe sometime next year things are will be a, a new normal maybe now what what if you know we can't have we can't sit in a circle again what if forever now or for the next decade or whatever people are going to have this distance and this fear there's it was already hard for people to be vulnerable with each other it was already hard for people to be intimate to be real to 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 do this practice in that sincere way and now we have this you know what if forever we don't like we're not close anymore that for me is just a huge no a, a huge fucking panic and I know I know a lot of great things happened this year from slowing down like it's been a huge blessing and what I shared on Instagram which was like a joke because I had that shitty day like take me back to 2019 I don't want to go back to 2019 2019 sucked 2020 sucked too but it's bringing about also some good things so I'd rather fast forward to bring me 2021 when things are like okay I guess I don't know. The new normal. The new normal. Stop saying that. People you are don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. That's, that's what the fucking problem is. That is what the fucking problem is. We've also contemplated like buying, like pooling everything we have and then buying a, like a farm somewhere in Costa Rica and creating a commune. We, what's this wee bullshit you keep talking about? <laughs> we talk about that all the time. We talked about buying a surf shack in Costa Rica, not a commune. <laughs> no, we wouldn't buy a commune. You'd buy the, the land and then you create the commune. Like a little permaculture farm, you know, get all your friends, what people I've that you love. What I've been sold is that about me surfing every day being right. very I close to the ocean <laughs> i have a different plan than that but like a little backup a uh, little backup spot for safety i don't know do you yeah. think do you think the world will end you think it will get worse okay that's an interesting question you think it's gonna get worse or have we been is this the worst i don't know man every time i i think it's the worst like i get surprised that it can get even worse <laughs> You get used to it. You get used to the, I don't know, you get used to like it being so bad that you're like, oh, this is okay. This is okay, I, I guess. And then bam, it gets even worse. We haven't personally lost anyone from Corona. I hope that doesn't happen ever. Yeah. And the studio is still open. Do you think the studio will be open in a week? I don't know. This is the week that we're going to find out everything. It's yeah. probably going to be open for the next two to three days for sure. But then after that, if if the cases go high... I really hope we don't go into full lockdown again because I don't think we can handle it. Uh, and uh, it seems very hard already to get like the loan that the island got the last time for the whole island. Mm. So I don't, I don't, I don't see any positives coming from a lockdown. Mm -mm. I, yeah, no, I, I, I have no answers either. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Do we have a bunch of questions or no? Okay, so someone was asking if we have any advice for... <laughs> 
this is a funny question. If we have any advice for, for other couples trying to make it through, through quarantine, making it through lockdown. Yeah, that's something I can't give. <laughs> what's feel, been the most helpful thing for you then? Like what's something that you feel? Because even in lockdown, we are allowed to go and go for a run on the North Shore or I'm allowed to go biking on the street or I'm allowed to go, you know, surfing. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair if you compare it to people in the cities that gets one hour a day to go out. Like I guess in Chile, they get like one or two hours designated, designated to yeah. go out and walk and do like exercise. And they live in like little apartments and stuff. So I think for everyone in different countries, it's like a different situation. Mm. I think we're the worst people to give that advice because we have been very lucky and blessed that we still, even though it's a lockdown and everything was closed at that time, we were still able to do some kind of right, right. movement for mental health. And that's been a saving grace for you, right? Yeah. I mean, so now that everything happened and I told Anna, it's okay, we're back to isolation. Like Leia had her two last days of daycare this week, Thursday and Friday, before she starts Montessori on Monday. And then we took her out of daycare. I just, I told her, her, her teacher yesterday, no, with all the, the new cases, we're going to stay home. And her teacher cried because yeah. I think it was... She uh, wasn't mentally prepared. She wasn't mentally prepared and to say bye to Looney's and her last two days. Maybe she had special things planned for her. There's just a lot of like little sad moments like that. But, and then I told you, okay, so like we're back to isolating. And I think for you, the idea of not going mountain biking every Wednesday and going road biking every Sunday, I think you would, you would not be so okay. No, I just got out of that. <laughs> yeah. I just got out of like not doing anything for two months. Right. And uh, not, not moving fe- your body not at all. Not moving my body. Not, not running, f- not biking. Yeah. Not feeling so good in my body. And then I finally got back to that rhythm that I'm feeling good in my body again and and then you want to bring that shit up (laughs) no i just need you to not like go to the bar and drink beer after mountain biking just go mountain biking and then come home we drink beer by the cars (laughs) no congregation no 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 just tailgating (laughs) tailgating. you can't congregate you can tailgate (laughs) oh god yeah no i think it's going to be Yeah, I think for everybody, you know, for everybody listening, everyone who's in a relationship, who's with their spouse, with their partner, first of all, I think a daily reminder of the gratitude of being able to share this experience with another person. Imagine like there's a lot of single parents out there who've been alone with a kid all throughout this time. I I mean, there's a lot of single people who are super happy to be in a little apartment in some city. There's people who are super happy to be single. I'm so glad I'm not sharing that. You know, it's so individual for everybody, but there's a lot of people who are super lonely. We did a sharing circle yesterday with our YTT group, with our yoga teacher training graduates. And a lot of them were sharing, like, I didn't know how lonely I've been until just now, like having this opportunity to share and be vulnerable and cry and feel like a part of the whole and, and have this community feeling again, we need to do it more often. So I think, you know, gratitude for having someone to share the experience with, having someone to talk to, having someone to hold your hand all throughout. Like you and I are really good at supporting each other throughout the the hard things and celebrating the good things and someone to sit on the couch with and drink old fashions like you and I did for the whole first two months. That was like, oh God, that was, let's not go back to that. So that's one important thing. And then I think, you know, having that space to yourself at the same time is really important. Like me doing dynamic meditation every day alone or practicing or whatever I've been doing, you having your time to bike or, or, you know, like when you weren't doing that, you weren't feeling so good. It's like, we need to move our bodies in some shape or form. So taking care of ourselves is still the best way to take care of our relationship, I think. And then that communication, like permission to vent, permission to... I think it's it's good to have that roller coaster of one person being down and then the other person can kind of run the show a little bit and then taking turns so that there's not just one person carrying the weight of everything. Yeah. And I feel you and I, what we do well is we have a good balance there, you know? Like yeah. you'll have a shitty week and then I'll step up and then I'll have a shitty week and then you'll step up and then... Yeah. And then the feeling when we both have a good week is kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got some questions about my glasses. And about that pooping. Doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't relate to anything. <laughs> okay, so whenever I have um, guests on the show, which I do sometimes, I mean, I don't always have people as distinguished and special as you, but I like to close by asking the person how we can all be of service to them. How can everybody listening, how can they be of service to you? Like, do you have a need? Do you have a, a wish for the world? I don't understand that question at all. <laughs> 
of being of service. <laughs> like, how can we serve you? How can we help you? Like, what do you do? You have a need that needs to be met. Do you have an ask for the world that you would like them all to think about or do or? No. <laughs> Just answer the question. What do you mean? I'm not selling anything. Is this where I'm supposed to plug something? <laughs> yes. It's sometimes people, okay, sometimes people, people either usually plug something like themselves or their website or their product or whatever, or they have like an ask of the world, like, you know, take really good care of yourself or wear a mask or, you know, do you have a, like, how can we be of service to you? You do you. <laughs> What the fuck does that mean? You do you. <laughs> Be selfish for a, if you're not selfish, be selfish. I guess that's the only advice I can give. That is terrible <laughs> advice, right now. What do you mean? The whole, the, all the people who were hating on your mask, your mask post are going to come back again because that's what people do. They don't want to wear a mask because they're selfish, and yeah. now you're telling them to be selfish. What? Did, wait, you can. Do you mean like take good care of yourself? Take care of yourself before taking care of others. Hmm. I guess that's a good one. That's a your Aries. Aries' uh, son and your Leo rising, they they both agree with that. Oh, yeah? Yes, that's oh. like a... Thank a, you for a, that. <laughs> If you uh, want to plug something, you can tell people to go to yogagirl.com and practice yoga with us. Oh, and please, uh, yeah, I can... Well, yeah, also that. <laughs> If you happen to go on their website, yogagirl.com, and you're doing all the live classes, I'm sorry for all the static noise in the mic. <laughs> I'm really trying to figure it out. I don't know how to figure it out. <laughs> so if you don't know, Dennis is, he's our production manager. He's our cameraman. He's our editor. What other roles do you have? You have, he's our sound guy. I'm losing he's so our much here. There's always something wrong, especially with the lives. It's either the internet is fucked up or the sound is fucked up or it's, there's always something. Every Monday, 10 a.m. we have a class and it's just, it's four cameras and Dennis is operating them on on his own and the last three weeks we've had some sort of technical issue we've had like six months of amazing live content yeah, you are doing amazing be, you're fucking really easy. killing it and then all of a sudden i don't understand why i think it's something astrological don't worry it'll pass you're doing a great job honestly <laughs> i love working with you i love teaching the classes and you filming and not having anybody else in the room we're not fighting You get on edge every time. Dude, I freak out. <laughs> You're about to fall time. off the edge of the earth. <laughs> You're doing fantastic. I think, really, really think so. So everyone, if you haven't practiced with us, go to yogagirl.com. We have live classes like once or twice a week. We have sharing circles to find community and to be able to open your heart and vent. And then um, we have regular classes and meditations and yoga classes as well. But every Monday, Dennis is behind the scenes creating all the magic for us. And we're all very, very grateful for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. You want to go um, eat some breakfast? Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, the Yoga Girl Podcast will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and a huge thank you to my husband, Dennis, for joining me on the show. If you enjoy the show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl Podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence13 for their production work, and of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>